Welcome to the Brief on Grief with your host, Walter Samus, and I am so glad that you tuned in for another episode. On last episode on the Brief on Grief, I discussed the symptoms that are associated with grief. If you happen to miss the last episode, please go to my channel and view last week's episode. But on this week, I wanna talk about some of the symptoms that are misunderstood and often unexplained when it comes to grief. Some of those symptoms that I'm talking about that are misunderstood are where we experience what is known as profound grief. Profound grief, for those of you that are tuning in today, is often diagnosed when the grief has not decreased or a person has continued to have intense sorrow, persistent feelings, and it can become debilitating. And by debilitating, I mean it's hard for you to function at times in your workplace. It's hard for you to function at home and in, even in different settings. And sometimes, yes, it's even hard for us to function even at church. I have noticed profound grief is common in my clients that have lost a child, those that have lost a romantic partner, have lost a spouse, those that have lost people that came with tragedy, sometimes murder, and even unforeseen accidents. And profound grief is common in situations and cases of suicide. When dealing with our grief, whether it's profound or considered to be less complex, there are a few emotions that I wanna share with you in today's episode that we struggle with that can hinder my grieving process and my healing. The first one is something we all are familiar with, and that is guilt. You all know what it feels like to deal and feel guilt after losing someone. Guilt is this feeling that positions itself in our emotions and our mind, and I can't seem to shake it. Guilt constantly plagues us with the would-ofs. Guilt, guilt plagues us with the could-ofs and the should-ofs. And I need you to know that the normal process of grief involves thinking about the circumstances. When I'm sitting there with my clients is to think about the circumstances and the details of their loved ones, especially when we find ourselves dealing with the loss of those that we love. However, in those times, we can be consumed with the emotion of guilt. And I'm telling you that we need to find a way to minimize and to cease those thoughts and find a way through counseling to seek affirmation rather than denials that we may be having. Let me just share this with somebody for this episode. The past cannot be changed. I need you to say that with me and repeat that to yourself daily when you are dealing with guilt. The past cannot be changed. The past can only be accepted. You see, it's the acceptance that gives me the possibility of moving into the future beyond where I am right now. Because if I 
know a thing or two about guilt, it will cause you to suffer, to endure for things that you and I can no longer alter or the things that we cannot change. I'm here to tell somebody, you can't make another phone call after that loved one is gone. You may not have a chance to say I love you again once they close their eyes for the last time. For somebody you're dealing with guilt because maybe it was a disagreement, an argument that you had, and now you wish you wouldn't have never taken part in that conference or that argument to begin with. Maybe you missed the call, you're feeling grief and feeling guilt because you didn't answer. But I'm here to tell you there is nothing that you can do about that now. And you and I and all of us, when dealing with guilt, you've got to allow yourself some grace so you can heal. For starters, it's not what your loved one would have wanted for you. You see, many times guilt and grief, they walk hand in hand. I tell my clients at times they go together like peanut butter and jelly if you allow them to. And I want you to know that we must first determine when dealing with our guilt, we must determine which type of guilt I am wrestling with. There are two types of guilt. Let me begin with the first. The first is called false guilt. This is the guilt that is inappropriate guilt when you feel responsible for an event, you feel responsible for a situation when the reality is you had no control over the outcome. It's unreasonable for us and inappropriate because you cannot even make sense out of false guilt. And guilt is unhealthy because I find myself blaming myself for something that I could not change. False guilt is when you and I blame myself even when I have committed no wrong or when I continue to blame myself even after I've been apologetic for what happened or I'm repentful. Let me give you an example. I, I had a client that was talking and sharing with me and he said, I left my brother at home one time and something happened. An example of false guilt would be this. I left my brother at home and as I went shopping, when I returned, he had a heart attack. And now that he's gone to deal with the guilt of what if I had never left him at home to begin with? What if I had decided to go to the supermarket later? That is false guilt. There was nothing that you could have done differently that would have controlled or guaranteed a different outcome. And so I need you when dealing with guilt which is on top of your grief, I need you and I want you to stop blaming yourself and stop believing the lies that you at times tell yourself and refuse to accept them. In other words, you have to stop beating yourself up over and over again on top of the grief that you're already dealing with. You see, false guilt is what many of us predominantly struggle with. But then there's also another type of guilt, and that is true guilt. When you and I are responsible for the action or the event that occurred, and this is the big one that some of us really struggle with. It's the feeling we have when we have caused harm to someone. Again, I had a client that said he was never home enough and all he did was work. 
in our session, he talked about how he worked overtime and made as much money as he could, that he worked a great deal. His focus was on trying to get a house, trying to obtain material things while he was neglecting the emotional part of being a husband and a family man. And so his wife decided that she could no longer stay in the marriage and ask for a divorce. Here it was a decision of his that led to her decision to leave because she was unhappy. And in this case, I instructed him that all he could do is accept responsibility for what he did wrong and apologize and learn from his past mistakes. I also let him know that this guilt, although it is true guilt, that nobody is perfect, not me, not you, not him, not anybody. And I know, I know the next question somebody may have, and I've seen it pop up as I'm talking right now, is they say, well, Walter, what if the person passed away? What do I do then? I cannot apologize to somebody that can no longer hear it. What do I do then? And I instruct you to do the same thing. Acknowledge what you could have done differently and be, be better with those that are still living among you. Let's say you weren't the best son or best daughter to a specific parent and they passed away. Well, life gives you the opportunity now to change some things and to be better and strengthen your relationships with that parent that is still living. I'm here to tell somebody that guilt, especially when you're grieving and going through the process, guilt that is not dealt with will crush our spirit and it will suffocate us while slowly killing us emotionally. 